and sell the sizzle, deliver the steak. And that's exactly what I try and do. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, Episode 7. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. Well, here we are. It's Monday after a full week last week of a brand new episode every single day. We're now back on the advertise. Well, back. We're now on the advertise schedule. Oh, and I'm bloody knackered. I'm absolutely Yes, knackered is a good word. It's the most <laughs> polite one. So now we can go into the schedule, which is every single Monday, we'll be sitting down and making a brand new one of these episodes and sending it out into your ear holes. That's right. We've got a brand new guest, a brand new friend every single week, sharing their insider gossip as to how they're growing their businesses and doing awesomeness things on the internet. Friend! Marketing friend! <laughs> Marketing friend. <laughs> Love it. So any Brits will probably get that from the Inbetweeners. And sorry, if, if you haven't seen it, you've got, you've got to go into the Inbetweeners. Like, it's it's, it's the best right mm. tv show so we're really really excited and today we're speaking to a really top chap really uh, neil uh, neil napier if you don't know him already he's what's his i mean you've known neil for whew, how long uh, like since 2010 or 11 i think so it's a few years yeah, now. yeah a long time uh, so uh, neil is the uh, co-owner of kaivio really awesome platform for building cool web pages and various other things along with a ton of other software that i couldn't even remember all of the names but yeah. kaivio is the, he's prolific uh, prolific yeah absolutely um and yeah so he's going to be talking to us today about course creation creating courses but specifically creating courses that deliver great value to to your customers because they are specifically built with your customers in mind one of the things a lot of us entrepreneurs especially if you're in any kind of education uh, element of your business if you're teaching stuff you'll often feel like you've you've created a couple of courses or maybe your your foundational flagship course and then you sit back and you go oh wow i've got all these customers and uh, what, what what shall i do now what shall i sell them because as just yesterday actually troy was talking about he was talking about there's real value in those customers not just your list but your actual customers themselves so how do we create a course that they are gonna want to buy and i think he neil's got a really good what i would call upside down or inside out way of looking at things of actually going out and finding courses that your customers are really going to want to buy and they're going to get a great deal of value from. I mean, if you or somebody you know has ever created a course and found that it didn't sell... You I've might, done that. That was Yes, I've you definitely might, done that. You might say, well, I'll have to tweak the sales letter or change the title, but it could just be. Nobody wants that course. No, maybe it sucks. <laughs> it, could, it could just be that. So let's have a chat with Neil. Hey, Neil, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you here. Look, when, when someone first buys a course or a program from you, I'm really curious to hear what's the first thing that your customers actually see so that they get some kind of immediate value. Yeah, absolutely. So what we try and do is whenever someone buys something, we take them to what is known as a thank you page. And on that thank you page, quite often I would be on camera talking about what they have just purchased, what they can expect out of it, and how it's going to help them get over the problems or fears that they're facing at the moment, which is why they bought the course. So what it does is it reaffirms the idea that they made the right decision, and I give them steps as to what to do next. So I tell them that the ideal place to start is this, but if you feel you already know these basic things, you can skip to video number three and so on and so forth. That way I can really cover a broad variety of customers, both at an early and an advanced level. 
That's really interesting. So you sort of point them in the right direction depending on, on sort of where they're at personally in their journey. Fascinating. I guess it's like an immediate little onboarding process. So they feel like they immediately have to go and do this, then this, then this. And it's not just like, oh, well, where do I start? Because that's a genuine concern, isn't it? I know I've bought programs in the past myself and you buy the thing, you're excited, you log into the members area and there's just stuff everywhere. There's like, there's this program over there and then there's a bonus program in the right-hand corner and a thing over there. You're like, crikey. I don't know what to do first. Speaking of all of that, I mean, how do you go about structuring a course so that you can make sure that people, you know, can follow it through correctly? What's what's the right structure for a course? That's a really good question because when so I, I think structuring of a course actually starts even before you have thought about writing a sales pitch. So I actually go about my course creation a bit differently from others. A lot of other people they tend to say, okay, I've got this idea. And I'm going to just write down, you know, five sub ideas and I'm going to create a course out of it. Instead, what I try and do is I create a sales page because what that also tells me is that when someone's reading through it, what kind of things they would want to know, you know, from that course itself, what kind of things I can offer to them to sell them onto that product. Now, when it comes to actually structuring the course, I try and address all the W's and the H, so what, why, where, when, and how. And using that, I look at all the questions that people are asking. And then I think about the fact that if I was doing this myself, what's the first thing I would want to know? And then what's the next thing I would want to know? So for me, as much as possible, I like to break down the courses into steps, steps that they can follow, they can duplicate, they can do and get results with. When I myself go through courses, what I don't like is a lot of theory without enough implementation. So I make sure that at every step, there's a thing that they have to do, a thing that you know, summarizes idea in their mind or get into the action and get results from that step alone. And if I'm doing that, that allows me to get my customers to the end result faster than if they were just following theory. That makes perfect sense. I mean, I'll be on the, a lot of, again, talking talk about my experience personally, you buy the course and then there's a lot of theory up front and you think, right, when do I get to do the stuff? So you purposely put stuff in there, which is sort of activity based or something you've actually got to implement or do really early on, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And that's the goal that when they're going through it and they paid a lot of money for it, they don't feel like, okay, this is good. I'm excited, but I don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. At the end of every video they watch, I want them to take away one key thing and wherever possible implement that thing in their business. And speaking of that, I mean, there's often a difference, a huge difference between what people need and what they want. So perhaps people want a shiny new plugin or something like that. What they really need is to understand management accountancy, for example. So how do you create a course or a product that actually delivers the results, which is the thing they actually need, but actually sells and actually appeals to what they want? How do you get that balance? So it's interesting because to me, that all starts during the planning phase. And I've talked about this before that typically when I'm creating a course, I will go through two rounds of, let's say, interviews. So initially I'll say, hey, you know, this is something like, let's say productivity. You know, I'll talk about my productivity plan and I'll say, this is something I'm really good at. And I want to talk to a few people to see what you're not good at so I can kind of create something that will help you. So I'll do a call with, say, five to 10 people, just understand what the needs are. And when you spend... 15, 20, 30 minutes with someone, they will not just tell you what they need, but also what they want. So they'll tell you both the things. And of course, it's easier to sell people onto something they want because, hey, it's a new shiny thing. But what you deliver after that in terms of the content, in terms of the deliverables, is something more meaty, something more ma- more valuable. So it's, you know, there's that expression, sell the sizzle, deliver the steak. 
And that's exactly what I try and do. So in the first round, I try and understand very subjectively what it is my customers would need. And in the second round where I do surveys, I actually more pointedly ask them what's the most important thing that they need right now or what's the thing that they care least about right now. So I don't need to include the latter in my course. I think that's really interesting. That that really shows that you go above and beyond to speak to your customers to find out what it is that they want and, and follow on. Yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, when they're looking at what they want to create, they look at their business first. They go, okay, what do I want to sell now? What do I want to sell? But you seem to have done that inside out model, which is something I've been really pushing over the last few years um, myself. So I, you know, I totally hear from you and you're really man after my own, uh, after my own heart here, because you really take it the other way around. You go to the customer and say, what is it you need right now? And then you build out from the customer's wants, needs, and all that sort of stuff. Fascinating stuff. I think that's really interesting. Exactly. I mean, sorry, truth be told, it's easy to sell them onto something once they have told you that that is the exact problem. They, yeah. they don't have any chance to say no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, there's obviously, there are hundreds of courses on every subject these days. It doesn't matter what your niche is. You know, everyone's got a course on Facebook ads and now on these chatbots that are uh, trendy. So with everything, all the competition and everybody else, how do you craft a course that kind of stands out in a sea of mediocrity, you know, and, and both through brand as well as the content itself? It's interesting that you talk about brand and content because for me as well, they're two very different things. So Personally, I infuse a lot of branding in what I do in that I try and be on camera as much as possible. I have courses in the past where I've taken a whiteboard in my, in my hand in front of the camera. I have courses like that. So wherever possible, I try and be on the camera because that does build the trust. That does you know, create that no like, and trust factor that everyone talks about, which is obvious uniqueness. Of course, it takes a little bit longer, but honestly, it's much faster than creating PowerPoint slides first. So that's what I like to do. In terms of content itself, I look at what gaps other courses are leaving you know, in what they're doing. So let's say if I was considering a course on chatbots, of course, there are now you know, tens and hundreds of courses on chatbots and everyone's got something different. But I will look at what I'm doing differently in my business and what's not being covered anywhere else or maybe what's not being covered sufficiently anywhere else. So instead of just selling a course on how to use chatbots, I'm going to send a course on how to use chatbots to add six figures to your, let's say, real estate business, because that's what I've done. And then people who look at it, they will ask, okay, hey, does this work for me if I'm working for a dentist? I would say yes, but you know, all the case studies, all the examples are for real estate only. So in that sense, I niche down a bit more. I mean, sure, it gets me less sales, but I'm also able to charge higher because I'm going after specific market types and people realize instantly, yes, that's my pain point with my current client and I'm willing to pay more for it. So in terms of content, wherever possible, I try and talk directly to niche-based owners who I know are willing to pay a lot of money for those courses as well. I think there's something really interesting there about getting on camera. And it's a, it's a running theme here that's popped up a couple of times. Uh, I know lots of people are terrified the first time they get on make a video, but I think if people can push through that fear and get involved and get on camera like you do, that really helps their stuff to stand out. So that's a, that's a big takeaway for anyone uh, who, uh, who wants to really you know, make themselves shine and sell on their personality. And the first time you do anything, that very first time is always going to be the most difficult time. So you better get that out of the way quicker. The sooner you get it out of the way, the better, because you can only get better from there. So we're now going to head into the quick fire round. Hey, hey, you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player. So let's start with the first one, a book that you recommend. 
Flipnosis by Kevin Dutton. It's a great one. And what, was you, what would you say is your top success habit that you practice daily or weekly? So for me, it's very important to go through what my next day will look like. I try and visualize what time I'll wake up and all the activities in between to what time I'll go to bed. Awesome. Who do you look up to? Uh, that's an interesting one. I mean, honestly, I most often look at people who are doing better than me, people whom I can learn from, and it changes week by week basis. Love that. Okay. And what's your definition or how would you define success? To me, success is feeling content or happy where you're at. And at the same time, you know that you can do more. You know, success isn't an end point. It's a journey. Here's the big question. Who do you like more, Rob or Kennedy? Do I have to answer that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I know, I know Rob better, so I will say Kennedy. That's the right, yes. That's the right answer. I love it. Yes, you can know too much. Look, this has been great, Neil. And I know after hearing the little bits of stuff you shared with us, you're a font of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge on many areas of, of marketing, salesmanship, and, uh, and, of, and of course, course creation. Where can people go to find out more about you? Well, people just need to jump onto kyvio.com, which is K-Y-V-I-O.com, and they can see everything that we can do to help them. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for sharing so openly with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Neil. Thanks a lot. Well, there you have it. There you are. I mean, that inside out thing that I mentioned just before we sort of brought Neil in there, it really is, it is incredible. It's something I've been sort of pushing at conferences and stuff that I've been speaking at the last few years about putting the customer in the middle and finding out what is it they want? How do they want to receive it? Asking questions. And I know a great way of doing that. You could run a damn survey. You could, absolutely. I think the way that Neil goes above and beyond really is by doing it in two rounds. You have to run a survey, sure, and get lots of feedback from the, from the mass market, yeah. but also then speak to some of your best customers, perhaps some of your highest paying customers, uh, and just kind of get a cross section of your customers and jump on a call with them. Obviously, you can't do that with everyone. That's where the survey comes That's in. That's the way they do it in TV, you know, and it, when they're producing television shows, they'll produce the pilot, and then often that pilot will get shown to a little think tank, a little screening group, and then people will sort of say, oh, I like this about it, I like that about it, eat well before, months and months and months before it makes it on the, t- it makes it on the telly itself. Why not duplicating that in our businesses, you know, to say, actually, I've created this bit, I'm thinking about creating this thing, what's important about this? but make sure you don't do it with your pals I mean there's no point in me saying to you Rob hey what do you think of this because you'll just go that's great the graphics are nice (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the thing is you know and so so few people will actually do it and that's the great thing about it it means if you listener uh, go ahead and do this and actually say I'm going to spend some time talking to a few of my repeat customers Uh, again you can ask the right questions to find out what they want and what they need because then you can create what they need you can wrap it up and sell it as what they want and everyone's a winner Absolutely. I just used your word. I said, absolutely. We're still playing the absolutely drinking game with Robert Temple here. A down a oh. vodka every time. I mean, a, a water. water. Every single time he says it. If you haven't already, by the way, make sure you don't miss out on a single one of these. We are going to be here with you every single week. Every Monday, we're going to be sending out a new one of these into your favorite podcast player. So make sure you subscribe. If you're on iTunes, just open up your phone or your player and hit the subscribe button. If you're on Stitcher, do the same thing. If you're on another platform, you can figure it out. Make sure you don't miss these because we've got some amazing guests lined up and they're only going to get better. And truthfully, we're fairly new at this podcasting thing. We're only going to get better as interviewers. So we love hearing your feedback. Great place to leave feedback, by the way, is if you head over to our blog, which is blog.responsesuite.com, you'll find this episode of the podcast, unless that's where you're listening to it now. There you are. Then 
we'd love your comments on that. Just tell us what you think. What can we do better? What's your big takeaway from each of the episodes? We'd love to read that. Make sure to follow us on the social media as well. You can search for us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram we're dying with the kids uh, you can go ahead and search for response suite and follow us there where we'll keep you fully in the loop of everything that is to come yes we'll send, we'll send out some pretty funky stuff as well some funny we do grace int- in the office has a much better sense of humor than us so if you don't like <laughs> our jokes just pay attention to social media <laughs> right that's quite enough of that we'll be back next week we hope you don't miss it and we're looking forward to it Ta-ra. don't miss a thing check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com